everybody welcome back to ideally though ideally though i'm your host erica and with me is my hubby my bestie my butter biscuit year what up everybody happy juneteenth yeah happy juneteenth everybody you know we need to start celebrating juneteenth more than we celebrate fourth of july uh yeah i think that should just be a thing i guess across the board as black people and making sure <laughs> that juneteenth is like a pay holiday for most like, oh we're 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 for sure that should that definitely needs to be an absolute thing um just speaking i guess on juneteenth and like fourth of july do did you guys celebrate fourth of july a lot uh so juneteenth we didn't we've never celebrated and so i'm kind of hoping that becomes like a thing within our family for sure but in regards to fourth of july um when we were younger it was more of a thing you know we did some we didn't do like fireworks and shit i mean we had like sparklers as as crazy as it was as as it would honestly get uh but uh you know we did have family members my aunts and things like that that we would go over the, to their house for like pool parties and shit that they were they were having barbecues and shit that they were having, so not necessarily as like a single family on our own. Uh, did we ever actually celebrate Fourth uh, of July? But then if like my aunt and my uncle was like actually barbecuing, oh, it was on. We was going over there and we oh, were staying okay. and swimming like all night. Yeah, we always did Fourth of July. My dad. You know, always bought the standard fireworks, and we would pop fireworks in front of the house. Or, you know, if it was my mom, we would go to people's houses. Same kind of thing. Um, I guess, this, like the same as you said, I would like to make Juneteenth like a regular tradition and just teach my kids the history of Juneteenth. Yeah, um, I agree. Just so they have these, like, cool, nice traditions, and they can hopefully one day pass that on and educate people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the more it be, it's a recognized holiday, I think uh, the more we'll we'll get out of it as like a cultural thing and a societal thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Overall. Also, you know, we have a couple more uh, more weeks in June. So, again, happy Pride Pride Month. Happy Pride Month, indeed. Pride Month. You know, we have a gay kid. Yeah. So. <laughs> I poof. You know, and I think, you know, um, we all should educate ourselves a little bit more, not just in June or, you know, you know, all the time. We should kind of just we, be open con- for for knowledge in general. Yeah. Just continue yeah. Um, searching for knowledge when it comes to the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um, they say in America, 80 percent of Americans don't know a trans person. Hmm. And, you know, we're just basically going off what we see on TV. Mm-hmm. So, and that even goes for how we treat trans and, and gay people. And a lot of times it's not shown in the right light. So very, very, very true. I think people need to, you know, if you have to go on the internet or you need to talk to someone that you know that's in the community and try to get some knowledge and some positivity and so you know how to talk to everyone and making sure that you are using correct pronouns. Because, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a little hard at the beginning. You know, sometimes when you have, you know, especially for me, it was like the they, them. Oh, I still slip up still. I still but slip up. It's important because you have non-binary, you know, people. So yeah. the they, them, at first I was like, oh, they, them, like that's, but when you start thinking about non-binary people, it's important. Yeah. Nobody wants to just be um, known as like she or him, you know, yeah. so it makes sense. Right. I think our older generation, our baby boomers, 
I know sometimes we like to give them, we got to give them a little grace and a little bit of excuse of like, oh, they're old, so they know they need to it's be educated. It's a different time for them yeah. and shit like that, yeah. They, but they need to get educated too because we're not going to just allow them to be ignorant. And, you know, if I'm going by him or they, you're not going to be able to call me she. Or you're not going to, you know, or if I'm transitioning and I want to change my name. Yeah, don't dad name me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I've seen that with some ignorant parents. Yeah. Like, change my name to Dan. They're like, that's not the name I named you. So I'm going to. And it's so disrespectful. Very much so. Oh, my God. It's like spitting in my face. But Indeed. I don't want to go on too much of a rant. We're allies of the LGBTQ I guess clearly. Community. Yeah, we are definitely allies, huh? Yeah. I mean, I don't try to act like I know everything because I don't. I'm always Not being educated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I want to make sure that I'm up on things because I do have a gay daughter. Yeah, having a gay daughter actually does help uh, a lot yeah. with certain things. It could put some things in perspective. I, I mean, also, she isn't aware of all the things, but like, that's that's a lifestyle, so she might know. Oh, she will know more than we will. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's a it's an interesting thing. Uh, I grew up around uh, my cousin. Speaking of aunts and barbecues, it's the same one, the same aunt. So my cousin, okay, from that side, uh, transitioning at a very early age. This was a thing for me, and I don't think it was necessarily a uh, a like accepted part of society to that degree on that type of like thing you know he went from being um he and i say in this context because past he went from being cecil to cecilia okay and she's uh she to to this degree um a belief at least from what i remember in in the florida she's uh doing like shows and things there's a lot of shows down beautiful there. you know opportunities but it was a definitely a struggle his and his and her entire life you know what i mean so you can imagine just how close i was with this person and seeing that and being in 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 comfortable with this person because like you can do whatever you want, but at the end of the day, you're you like what what is inside is what matters. Yeah, you know you what I mean? Yeah, understanding your truth. Yeah, and you're living your truth. I, you know what though, I can only talk about you know the race I I am if if I'm being honest. But it's a lot of ignorant old black people. Yeah, that there's, that's the reason why a lot of people, men, women tend to stay in the closet because it's these old Southern and like black. Families that make churchgoers, yeah, that make you feel like shit. The Bible thumpers, yeah, which we have encountered with our daughter, yeah, you know, like not being accepted by her grandmother and the church, and you know, I didn't know how how I would deal with that. I didn't know if I ever would deal with that because you know what, um, sometimes you know, being gay, if just flat out boy liking a boy, girl liking a girl is a little bit easier than if you're transsexual. You know, that's that goes even deeper, you know. Yeah, right. Um, so from what I could see from the outside looking in, sometimes I felt like being lesbian or sometimes being gay um, was sometimes like just the tip of the iceberg. And But, you know, to see the discrimination with, you know, at the time, like a 10-year-old, 11-year-old was just, it pissed me off so bad. To know that you can love somebody one moment and then because they, you know, they're telling you who they really are. 
vulnerability in tow. Yeah. And they think they have a safe space. Exactly. And then you just crush their dreams. Yeah. It's disgusting. To say the least, it's honestly disgusting. That's why, you know, there's a lot of churches. I, I, I just, I don't know. It just pisses me off. And just to know that it felt like my daughter got thrown away. Abandoned or yeah. t- cast aside. By or her like grandmother, that. Yeah. by the church. It was disgusting. But she's a beautiful, thriving girl. And no matter what her sexual preference will be down the line, it won't have nothing to do with anybody. Or, and, or the, her character. Yeah. She's still the same person. Yeah. But she's telling you that she's bisexual or she's gay. Now, y'all want to throw away like Alabama trash. It pissed me. <laughs> oh, my God. It pissed me. So I was like, this is what I have to deal yeah. with. Getting disinvited to birthday parties. Because, God forbid, her gay is going to rub off on the other kids. Yeah, because, yeah, and friendships literally being lost because of this as well. Being separated. Don't talk yeah. to her. Is so fucking disgusting. Complete and other bullshit. Yeah. And, you know, you have to deal with them really raggedy. Oh, sorry. But them black, southern, uh, Christian thinking people. That's at least my experience. And that's not everybody. Because I grew up in a church that was very, they're very open. And they celebrate everyone. And I never ran across that. And then, you know, getting in a relationship with someone whose family is very, like, they were, like, really hardcore Christians yeah, and then yeah. you see about those kind of churches that you know you get warned about when you're younger and about how these people are hypocrites and I just never thought I'd see it and I saw it firsthand and I have a daughter who comes out and then they just treat her like shit right and I'll burn down the church house so <laughs> <laughs> okay but uh. What are we going to, because that's just a little bit of what we're going to talk about. What are we going to talk about today? Uh, we were going to just talk about a few uh, LGBT, I guess, Q+. Plus, uh, trailblazers. Like idols and trailmakers and, you know, advocates. Uh, I'd say just important people that we've kind of just, you know, researched a bit on. Yeah. Um, again, like I've said before i don't claim to be someone who is all knowing right. about the community i'm always researching but you know we're going to give a couple of our you know just um important people we felt like to the movement to the gay movement you know uh trailblazers that really opened the doors for people to be standing in their truth yeah yeah so i'm gonna start this is kind of like a two in one because you really can't talk about this one amazing lady without bringing up the other so i'm gonna bring up marcia p or marcia pay it no mind johnson okay and her bestie sylvia rivera we're gonna talk about these two amazing transsexual women um they're icons of the gay movement um activists for gay liberation uh, prominent figures in the stonewall uprise of 1969 i like it and Marsha P. Uh, Johnson was also a model for Andy Warhol. Oh, wow. That's and, incredible. And uh, AIDS activist. Yeah, people, you know, she would say like, yeah, you know, I've modeled for Andy Warhol and people wouldn't believe her. But she has, there is proof that she has modeled for him before. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, Marsha P. Johnson, um, she uh, ran across Sylvia Rivera. Sylvia Rivera, um, also a transsexual. They both were lived in New York. 
they met around Sylvia was like 12 years old, March 19, um, you know, just being in the village and, and, you know, being in the community. Um, they are founders of, founding members of the Gay Liberation Front, which was formed after the aftermath of the Stonewall riots. So there was this gay club um, in New York, um, and the police will always go in there, and uh, they will basically do ra uh, raids. They would just raid, because at that time, um, you know, being any kind of, like, gay activity, LGBTQ activity was considered illegal. Mm -hmm. So they would go into those gay clubs, gay bars, and they would do raids and arrest people. So Sylvia was at the bar. All of a sudden, they do the raids, the police come, and then, you know, they didn't have enough. So they start throwing bottles, throwing cans, um, they start tackling some of the police officers. Oh, shit. Um, they crazy. start, you know, uh, I don't know how they did it because, you know, if you got cuffs <laughs> on, they was able to uh, get some of the arrested people free. Yeah. And the crowd, um, I think uh, Marsha ended up coming because when the crowd got big, Marsha came over because they, they originally said that Marsha started, but Marsha wasn't even there at the Stonewall Rock at the beginning, like when the riot really, you know, took off that night. Mm -hmm. Sylvia mm -hmm. was there. Um, but, they started throwing bottles. They reformed when they started bringing more like, uh, they brought more like, uh, what they call it, uh, tactical force. Like the police came, they brought more people there. And the crowd just got bigger and they just started screaming like gay power. And, Riot gear and things of that yeah. nature. Yeah, so yeah. they reformed. They, more people came out and they were just screaming gay power. They were just tired of getting raided, tired of. I'm gay and that's supposed to be illegal. Like you guys are going to take me to jail for my sexuality. So after that night, uh, uh, several nights after that, starting June 29th of 1969, well, originally the riot started on the 28th, but on my birthday of 1969, God. you know, several nights after that, the crowd just got bigger and they started rallying for themselves and protesting for gay rights. Um, and soon the word Stonewall came to represent, you know, fighting for equality in the gay community. So that just, that Stonewall riot became a big thing across the world. There were people in Italy, people in. That's crazy. Yeah, that, and this is what Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera were known for. And this That's actually cool, kicked dude. off the, the gay movement. Is this a movie at all? Because it sounds like it was. It should be a movie. That's you know, cool. no, but they do have a docu series called "The Life, The Death, and the Life of Marsha P. Johnson." Oh, okay. Um, on Netflix, and then there is a docu series called "Disclosure" with like Laverne Cox that oh. talks a little bit about it. Um, but I'm pretty sure if you wanted to, you can like. YouTube it and they're probably got some good like footage maybe or they'll you know you can find stuff that talks a little bit more about it um after that Marsha and Sylvia they actually created an organization called STAR this is Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries and they had this going from 1970 to 1973 and they also provided housing so this was actually part of the organization called the Star House. Mm -hmm. And this was for homeless LGBTQ youth and sex workers. And it actually provided housing for them. 
and ironically how they were paying for the building to house these homeless um, LGBTQ members and sex workers was from their own sex work, their own sex work. So they'd get there out on the streets, you know, get their coins, and they were housing these people for three years. Okay. Yep, through their own sex work. Interesting. Um, a lot of people consider Star, um, well, Star is considered by a lot of organizations as the groundbreaking organization in the queer liberation movement. So people took from that and kind of made their own organizations. So, um, I mean, they it, by no means were they like rich or, you know, they it all started from a small riot. You know, they were women of the night. They had to do what they the had right to do. Type of fuel and the right match. Yeah, you know, and something crazy. you could make something big. Which I don't think it either one of them thought that this would become as big as it had had been. Right, right. Um, and you know what? What I think a lot of people don't talk about is that even though you know, with the LGBTQ community, um, it's supposed to be kind of like us, you know, being equal. Trans, you know, being trans. Is they're always at the bottom of the barrel, and mm. I think that's what really got Sylvia Rivera. You know, because in 1970 they, you know, they did the gay pride, and they promised Sylvia that she was gonna, uh, she was gonna march in the front, and she was gonna be the one to actually give a speech. And they just shoved the trans in the back. She had to force her way on the stage, and they were booing her. And after that, she tried to commit suicide, but Marsha found her. And she actually stepped away from the movement for a couple years, um, up until about 1992. Mm. Um, July of 1992, Marsha died. She was found dead in the Hudson River. Mm. Yeah, so um, it was considered, they, the police would love to say it was considered a suicide, but many believe she was murdered. Um, she would say in her final days that, you know, the mob was after her and being trans at that time, within weeks of before Marsha was even dead, you know, trans were showing up dead all over New York City, you know, so suicide, I do not think so. I do not believe so. Um, but you can really get a lot more information on, um, you know, and kind of come up with your conclusion on what you think happened if you watch the death and the life of Marsha P. Johnson on Netflix. It's a lot of theories on what could have happened, but yes, um, Sylvia showed back up to New York after her friend died, and uh, she was homeless for a little bit, but she kept the movement going. Um, she continued to fight for inclusion and recognition for transgenders, um, and she even started the Trans House in 1997, um, but she did die of liver cancer at the age of 50 in 2002. Mm, okay. um, but she was able to travel to Rome and speak to, and everybody would say, because of you and you and Marsha, you know, we were able to, um, we were able to start our, our organizations. And you really pushed the movement when it, you know, when it came to the Stonewall riots. Um, and the Sylvia Rivera Law Project actually continues her legacy, working to guarantee all people are free to self-determine their gender identity. Um, there is an intersection of Christopher and Hudson, um, Hudson Street in Greenwich, in Greenwich 
Village. It's about two blocks from the Stonewall Inn where the riot was that has been renamed the Sylvia Rivera Way. And uh, in 2015, um, they did add Sylvia uh, to the National Portrait Gallery in Washington, D.C., which is making her the first transgender activist to be included in the gallery. So she has a portrait in D.C. That's cool. Yeah. Um, they did say about two years ago that in New York they will be they were going to be unveiling a monument to Marsha and Sylvia, uh, which will be in Greenwich Village. Um, it will be the first monument dedicated to a transgender individual. So I haven't heard anything yet about the monument. They could be still trying to build it, but hopefully we get that. It's not just talk. Because these women were the first trailblazers for, they're not the first, but they really made a big impact on the community and striving for gay liberation and transgenders. And so flowers to you, Miss Marsha P. Johnson and Miss Sylvia Rivera, you're missed. And thank you so much for opening the doors for transgenders and, and gay rights. Amazing. So just a little to uh to my to my girls. To my girls. That was amazing. I uh I only have one for you. Okay. Um, but I feel like he's incredibly important to 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 me in general, which is which would you would seem or I'd say is pretty interesting, but also um to more people than I feel most think. Um this man a uh, gay man by the name of Alan Turing um, was a math and computer science prodigy. Oh, wow. Um, and this is like 1912. We're talking early oh, wow. 1900s. Okay. okay? Um, so he was born in London, um, and this is during turbulent times. So we're talking like world wars going on. Right before you know the Great I mean? Depression. Yeah. This is like craziness stuff. Um, not a U.S. born um, gay man. This man was in London, um, and he was known to be like a like education was key in his in his mind, and even that, like as a kid was always key um, to a degree you could say almost co- like compulsory. Uh, there's an instance in his life where he biked 60 miles by himself as like a 12-year-old child, and he stayed overnight in an inn to not miss school the next day. Like, he's a, he was a psychopath when it came to, like, learning and knowledge being, like, power. Okay. Um, and as I said before, this man was a, a math and computer science prodigy. Now, saying that is weird because, you know, we're thinking 1912 or on, you know, computers and things like that weren't a thing, but this is the reason why, him being so important, we wouldn't have a lot of the, any computation, really, if it wasn't for Mr. Alan Turing. Um, he, during the Second World War, of course, you know, I mean, a bit skipping forward, but, you know, with education being key, it's kind of obvious he ended up going to, you know, going through high school and uh, university to a degree. Uh, during the Second War, 
while in university, he was actually uh, recruited to the Belchley Park team. This team was uh, meant to crack the Nazi secret code uh, known as the Enigma Machine. And he was the one to crack it. His algorithm, uh, by the way, we wouldn't have algorithms if it wasn't for him. His algorithm (laughs) 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 was like uh, the thing that set him and his team aside and basically turned the tide of the entire war. Any communications that were going on, goings on between uh, Germans or any of the Nazi regime, all was intercepted and all decoded and encrypted, unencrypted, via the co- uh, the Enigma uh, machine and him breaking it. Um, he he changed millions of people's lives with his knowledge and his doings. And after the uh, ending of World War Two. Uh, he decided that he was settling down. Um, and, and I guess this is more or less where the tragedy kind of sets in into his life uh, because he was a known gay man now. And I mean, and you would think earning the respect of millions and changing the tide of the war, you know, you could be who you would want to be. But um, just as you mentioned uh, in your story, being queer in any way, shape, or form was... Uh, criminalized yeah and it was the same thing in uh 1952 london it's like Uh, you serve your country yeah but you guys are still so worried about my sexuality i can't even be free exactly exactly um free to be himself but er, and he can't do that however you did all these things to change the tide of um, humanity by the way you know unbeknownst to you um in 1952, sadly enough, uh, he was charged with gross indecency, oh, yeah, being homosexual. Wow! So they just because so, somebody just snitched and said he's gay, so it's it's a a crime. Yeah, it was absolutely a crime, and um, he was faced with two choices or two ultimatums: um, risk of imprisonment or or chemical castration. To make him sterile so he can never have kids uh, and basically, you know, make him useless, a eunuch, if you will. And um, you could see, or friends around him state that they could see a diminishing of his character and his dignity. And uh, two years later, he would go on to uh, take cyanide to win his own life. And I think that is a major blow um, to the world of education. Um, I think the uh, queer world in general, they took a huge hit because of someone who is so um, integral to all the things we do and use this today. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it, it really sucks that he felt like he could not get any escape that he the only escape that he could get was um taking a cyanide pill um now though things have changed as far as the tide of Alan Turin's name which is nice that's good um in fact um there's a huge pardon like gay law now in uh 
in London, and, and it is the Alan Turing Law, which basically, um, like, exonerated a bunch of other homosexual cases that just had never been taken care of and things like that. It cleared the names, and uh, and I could be getting this number mixed up, but it was either between uh, 7,500 or 75,000. Oh, wow. Either like, one, people. to be honest. Either one is I mean, ridiculous, like right? One, but, yeah. Um, exonerated that uh, that amount of people, and it made it so that type of discrimination is like hugely against the law, and and a a uh, statue was also erected in Alan Turing's honor in Belchley Park, where he helped crack the Enigma machine and build the code in order to change the lives of the, all of us around the world so um, you know the Turing scheme is something that allows it's like a scholarship for like in uh, like tra gay trans queer all those individuals for them to like pers make pursuits in college and in tech oh, in many cool. ways um, it, it's his name now carries more respect and well-earned uh, sad loss, but I feel like uh, with how he is recognized now, and there is a film by the name of The Imitation. Oh yeah. Uh, with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch, yeah. your guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, where he is portrayed by him. Oh, that's him. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh. Yeah, that that watching that you could you can basically gauge and get to, as a chance to learn about uh, Mr. Alan Turing, one of the greatest science and math prodigies in the world, and the world has ever lost. You know what sucks is that our you know people want to put respect on our name after we die, and it shouldn't mean that you know. Yeah, we come a long way, but we have so long to go. We exactly, have a, a long way to go. You are super duper right. All right, so the last person I'm going to talk about is Mr. Harvey Milk. Oh, my God. That's a good one. Harvey Milk. You can actually, um, there is a movie called Milk yeah. that came out in 2008 with Sean that's Penn. That's the Sean Penn one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I think you can find it on HBO Max. Really? Yeah, if you want to okay, watch okay. it or if you have cable, HBO, whatever. Um, now, he is a former member of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. He was a first openly gay man to be elected to public office so cool in california um he came from new york he was born in new york and you know at that time you had probably a lot you had a lot of gay people there so going to california he went to california he opened up a camera shop and helped transform that area into the mecca for gay and lesbian um people um he did leave leave the gay a political movement in battles against anti-gay initiatives and he was elected to city supervisor in 1977. Um, Harvey served almost 11 months in office during which he uh, sponsored a bill banning discrimination in public accommodation, housing, and employment on the basis of sexual orientation. That's beautiful. Yeah. So he really sponsored that bill um, the supervisors passed the bill by a vote of 11 to 1. 
and it was signed into law by Mayor George Moscone. Moscone, I believe. Okay. Um, now, once the bill was signed in November of 1978, both Harvey and Mayor Moscone were assassinated by Dan White. Um, he was the disgruntled former city supervisor who cast that sole vote against um, Harvey Milk. Yeah. So he assassinated not only Harvey, but the uh, mayor as well. Um, though he had a short political career, Harvey became an icon in San Francisco. Like, it is the mecca for our gays. and, and It definitely and is, isn't it? Our LGBTQ <laughs> movement. People go to San Francisco, you know. So, um, in 2002, Harvey was called, and I quote, the most famous and most significant openly LGBT official ever elected in the United States. Yeah, I think that would be true. Every all the other ones have either been like openly like against the gay shit and all that shit, and then got caught later in like some really scandalous situations. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, and and you know, we have Harvey Milk to thank for. Like, if you go into San Francisco because you feel like you're going to be safe because of your sexual orientation, he is the reason why. He is one of the reasons why. Um, Harvey's campaign manager even wrote, uh, what set Harvey apart from you or me was that he was a visionary. He imagined a righteous world inside his head, and then he set about to create it for real for all of us. Um, in 2009, Harvey was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Oh, that's so kick-ass. Yeah. And... Um, Again, you can find the movie Milk that was uh, made in 2008 on probably HBO Max. Um, and there is a documentary called The Times of Harvey Milk. That was This was a docuseries in like 1984. Uh, but you can probably, I don't know where you can find it, but. Um, That's got to be on YouTube. YouTube. The internet yeah. for sure, but it's probably on YouTube. Because it's older. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to give you guys a little statistics. You know, um, over a thousand trans have been killed since 2016 and growing. The numbers are probably even more. Oof. You know, um, not to exclude, you know, gay, lesbian, bisexuals. Any like, of them. But, you know, the most, um, I feel like in the community is transgenders. They are getting killed, especially trans, black transgender women are getting killed at a rapid rate. You know, so if you can, like I gave you the statistics in the beginning, 80% of Americans don't even know a transgender person. Do your research, educate yourself so you can be better so that people don't feel like they need to flee the country. Right. Go to a different city. Like, I should feel like I can be a transgender woman, transgender man, be gay, lesbian, binary, and live in Oklahoma and feel like I can be safe. Yeah. You know, so and it's unfortunate, like I said. I totally agree. We we come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. Oh, a mad long way to go. If we can't get racism right and, and shit, nigga, this shit's gonna be a, a Mount Everest climb. I think also, <laughs> if you have little boys, you need to train your boys about emotion and how to handle them. Because what's going on is that we have men who don't know how to deal with their emotions, and they are clocking transgender women. And then they're beating them up, killing them because they don't want to look like, oh, I'm gay. And they don't know how to deal with their emotions as a man when they may have lusted over or feel something for 
a transgender woman or man. So yeah, that is we um, need to definitely educate not just ourselves, a very but our dark message yeah. that needs to be told. For sure. Our kids, we need to make sure that we are educating our children. Um, do you have any last words of wisdom before we head out? No, I think uh, you closed off pretty nice there. Um, that message means a lot. What was your person's name again? If you can tell us one more time for the baby girls. Alan Turning. How Alan dare Turney. you forget? Perfect. We want to give our flowers to Alan Turney. Harvey. Turing. Sorry, I'm saying his name wrong. Harvey Milk, Marsha P. Johnson, Marsha Payne, no mine, Johnson, and Miss Sylvia Rivera. Thank you so much for your work in the gay movement. Um, I'm your an efforts ally. in everything. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, you guys, we drop our new episodes every Friday on all streaming platforms. Thank you guys so much for always listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Yeah.